The freight industry has a massive problem of inefficiency. It's called empty miles. 35% of trucks on the road today are driving empty and our environment is paying the price with millions of CO2 metric tons of emissions wasted every year. Be part of the solution with Convoy. Visit convoy.com sustainability. There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hey, and welcome to this week's show of Net Zero Carbon, the show at Freight Waves where we focus on information, insights, and inspiration for all things sustainability in freight and logistics. Today, I'm joined by Nick Rumer of Cybus 21. Nick, how are you? Not bad. Thank you very much for having me today, Tyler. It's great to be on. Thank you for joining and tell everybody where home is. Home is um, uh, Scotland and specifically Dundee, Scotland, which is close to Carnoustie and St. Andrews for all the golf fans among us. Your Texas accent is terrible, but we're happy to engage our listeners with what you got to work with. So thank you for coming on. I'm excited to hear you explain more about the company and the solution you guys um, are working on over there. Can you just give me a, a brief intro on Cybus? Yeah, so Cybus 21. So Cybus is actually a Latin fuel, sort of fuel of the 21st century, although it's a, an old fuel, right? Diesel, but... Yeah, so Cybus 21, uh, what we do is, is at this moment in time, we're a retrofit company um, where we actually um, clean up uh, diesel molecules. We burn diesel molecules more holistically by introducing a small amount of um, propane. Um, here over in the UK, we call it LPG, um, but I think over there, it's, it's propane. So that's what we do. And... In, in a nutshell, the benefits that, that comes like with that is reduction of fuel cost, of course, because you don't need to use as much because we burn the molecules more holistically. Um, maintenance, reduced maintenance because we burn uh, the molecules in a lower temperature, um, as well as the reduction in CO2 and NOx emissions amongst, amongst others. That's great. I, I love bringing on... Uh, technologist is what I'll, I'll call the firm because we need every available technology to solve the problem ahead of us, which is you know, getting to net zero emissions. And freight is a sticky, hard to abate sector. So the more solutions we have coming to market, the better for everybody. So uh, thank you for the brief introduction. I do want to dig a little bit more into, uh, well, maybe before we dig into the heady science stuff, let's get your background and how you came to join the firm. Of course. Yeah. It's, um, Everybody has a great story about like how they ended up in logistics, right? Like, and, and I've had this conversation many of times where you don't choose logistics; logistics chooses you. And, and in my case, that's that's the same the same thing. It's, it landed on my lap, and um, I run with it. Like, because my background is in marketing and design originally. Um, but one of the things I hold very close and, and hold dear is networking. I love helping out people. I love putting one on one together. And on the other side of that is sustainability has always been a big thing. So like marketing and sustainability. And I was introduced to our former founder um, about three years ago, three, three and a half years ago. And basically what was asked, like Nick, with your contacts and your, your marketing background, would you be able to help out? The individual was 
an amazing mind and an amazing brain, but as a lot of invent inventors and they might not be the best person to bring, you know, the product or service to market, which was the same, the same, same thing here. And I think with building a small team around him, like that was, that that's where I kind of joined and it was just building up that network of within the freight industry, just to give a tiny bit of background from my, 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 history of of trucking and then freight my dad used to be a backup driver and and so the only things i remember was driving from holland to spain or portugal as a young kid you know in the drive and not in the driver's seat but like as a passenger so that's what i've seen and, and that's the only kind of history that i got until now with cybers and i got the opportunity to actually something sustainability that i hold dear together with you know, I'm still a petrol head at heart. So together with that, as well as my marketing skills, like trying to to bring Cybers 21 further than just, you know, like the inventor's books. So that's where we are. Excellent. Well, we're glad you're aboard. And it's it's interesting. You mentioned networking. That's how you and I connected through LinkedIn, just sharing posts and, and going back and forth. So yes, yes, you are good at networking. You're on the show now and we appreciate that. But we also have similar backgrounds in having grown up around the freight industry. So my dad was a freight broker and I grew up summers and you know afternoons stealing pennies off truck dispatcher's desks and then ended up working for him after university. Um, and then kind of went another direction with commodity trading and environmental compliance and credits before coming back and tying it full circle. Very similar to your story. So I appreciate that that journey down memory lane. And you're right. Yeah, you can get, if you can't get away from it, you can't get away. <laughs> you fall into it and you can't get out of it. That's yes. how it works. Freight chooses you. Yes. <laughs> Let's dig into a little bit of direction. You know, where are you guys at in the process of bringing this product to market? And can you explain um, maybe some differences between how this may work over in Europe versus the the eyes you guys have on bringing a solution to America? Where are you at in that path? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, of course, we're, we've set up here over in the, in the UK. That's, of course, where, where uh, the other cool founders are from. Um, the main thing that we what we were trying to do with Cybers Twenty One is not it's the mark the, the freight industry and the trucking industry is, is huge, um, and especially over in the US. Um, so we were aware that was one of our target markets, and um, where we are currently here over in the in the UK is we've had trials, um, testimonials of, of logistics company trucks companies that had a product on their trucks and seen, seen the benefits of having this. We even had companies who lost uh, contracts due to not being sustainable enough. And it's the kind of thing that we see more and more happening where it's being pushed from above down, down the chain. And, you know, like around 8 million trucks in the US, around 300,000 in the UK, you know, Europe's got around 5 million over total. So, there's a lot of trucks that are not going to go anywhere. Um, I'm not going to get into this kind of the conversation about EV and everything else. There's, I think there's a, a space for everything. One thing we can deny is there is a lot of trucks currently on the road that's not, and those are not going to disappear overnight. So the trials we've done over in the UK, um, we're now at the point where we need to start replicating those trials over in the US. Because one thing that we hold very dear as well is not just the sustainability factor of the product itself and what it does, but as well as what it brings with it. One of the major things that we find that 
when we manufacture, we want to make sure that we manufacture in the place of order. So when we talk about the US market, we want to make sure that that brings job opportunities with it, that brings manufacturing with it, that brings installation with it and everything else so forth. So there might be minor tweaks in there in relation to the engines and everything else in the trucks, whether it's like a Mercedes truck over here or a Volvo or a Peterbilt over in the US. One of the bonuses is normally the trucks over in the US are a bit bigger, so there's a bit more space to put our product, although our product is quite small. So I think those are the kind of benefits and the things that we're looking at. What we've done here over in the UK, we're now in the process of um, replicating this process over in the US. What we've done here in the UK is teaming up with partners in uh, universities. So we got Cranfield University over here with um, you know a couple of amazing doctors that you know are, are specialists in this field. We're looking at doing a similar thing over in the US. Sure, that would certainly help the path to market, I could imagine. And that, you know, you check all the boxes when you're talking about improved economic outcomes as well as improved environmental outcomes. So, you know, I'm a fan of that no matter what. I am curious, um, where are you at in scaling? You know, what's on the road today and what could a fleet expect uh, when they first onboard with a solution like this? Um, it's a retrofit, so there's downtime involved. How quick is that process? What's the aftermarket service look like? Of course. It was a very good question, very good question indeed. And that's one of the main things that was very important to us. We understand how valuable time is. So we wanted to make sure that installing our product was not going to give you a lot of downtime. So at the moment, we sit around four hours of installation time, but we are going to try to get that down to even two, one and a half hours, two hours of installation time. So it's not a lot of downtime. That can even be done, in a sense, when you're stationed somewhere, whether it's a truck park, whether it's, you know, your downtime, whether that's the time that we can install it. So it's literally, it's it's installed quite quickly, um, which is very important. Um, the, the other part then is, of course, the, the installation time is one. And um, from, another, from another perspective, it's um, the... The engineers so who's going to install it um so i would say um after that point of the the installation is what can someone expect um, buying a product from us so buying a product from us when we get to that stage because we're still at that final trial stage over in the us but what we then do is we will have trained engineers over in the US, certified to install our products. Everything is certified, comes with a full warranty, everything else. And it's a it's on a uh, lease basis. So what we do, rather than a full, you know, coughing up like whatever whatever the cost of the product is, you you pay at the end of the month, which means from the first of the month till the end of the month, you've already started saving. From the moment your wheels start rolling you start saving. So from 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 second one, you start saving. Saving on fuel, saving on maintenance, and saving on the environment. So there's three major topics there. And the good thing is as well, because it's such an easy product to install, when your truck will be sold, will be down, what whatever that might be, we can bring our engineers out again, take the product off, and install it on your new truck, on a different truck, whatever that may be. So it's it's a very easy 
product to install and a very easy process as well. And it's the live data, of course, that's very important. So our our system works with the onboard computer. So therefore, like it's it's using the system that's that that's integrated, that gets fed back to our to ourselves. We we can there on tweak as well if we need to, um, and can see exactly how how much benefit you get out of it. That's great. That's great. Let's get into the technology a little bit because I have a question that I read on your website. But I do think I wanted to comment on the business model as a lease model as being really interesting because it highlights upfront what users can experience in the form of the benefits. So you're selling benefits at the end of the day, right? Everything you mentioned, environmental and economic. So if users are able to install this quickly, experience a fuel savings just in total reduced fuel costs, including the diesel and the LPG, um, you know, it really seems like it, as long as we can build it out, it's a solution that should be able to find traction. And I, and I really hope it does. With 35% of trucks on the road driving empty, 87 million metric tons of carbon emissions are produced annually. Leveraging machine learning and automation, Convoy is efficiently connecting shippers with carriers while reducing carbon emissions. Learn how Convoy's technology can help your business run efficiently and build toward a no empty miles future at convoy.com slash sustainability. I did have to say though, just poking around the website, you had me at Alchemist Controller. That's just a, a fascinating name when I start working through the science page on the website to see how everything works. So how what's the, the concoction? And you don't have to share any secret sauce, but injecting the LPG and controlling the combustion such that you reduce CO2, what, 40, 50% uh, nitrous and, and particulate matters by almost 100. What is... Um, Am I explaining that correctly? Maybe help the the listeners understand a little bit. No, yeah, like it's um, so. There's, um, I should actually at some like literally our our main technician, our head of uh, head of technology, he would be he would be great to answer these kind of questions, like you know, in more technical details. But the way it is, it's rather than rather than saying um, um, how the gas is like uh, put in it, so we introduce the gas. So the, the, the propane or LPG, as we call it here, is less than 5% what we use, and it gets put into the air stream, the air intake of the engine. So therefore, it's, it's literally what we're doing is enhancing the atmosphere in which the molecules are burned. And um, we've spoke about this before, but for the listeners who weren't at that conversation, I always try to explain it as a big bonfire. Um, you know, when you throw a big tree trunk on, on a bonfire, it will char on the outside, but tomorrow morning that tree trunk will still be there and it's unburned on the inside. But when you chop that tree trunk up in tiny little pieces and throw it on, on, on the bonfire, everything will disappear except for ashes. So therefore, therefore that's basically what we do with the molecules. And um, yeah, so the, and the, and the control, when you say the controller, it's, the alchemist was uh, was named uh, from our um, our investor uh, of inventor, sorry, um, who came up with the naming. So rather than trying to rename things, uh, the, we've got a new system getting launched um, soon, um, which will be called uh, the Cybers Twenty One approved system. So we're, we're going to keep a bit of name, but um, it's not it's not a difficult product in a sense. Uh, Size wise, we're looking at a PlayStation 5, a kind of PC module size, together with some looms, and that's it. 
and of course then you've got the the gas tank um uh, that sits beside it um of course because it needs to introduce the lpg or propane from the tank to the the air instrument so yeah that that's that's the, the only three kind of elements that come with it which is um the base unit some looms and then we have like um the, the gas tank what sort of the, the size sounds fairly workable enough for a large rig what sort of weight does that add to the truck so the the controller unit and the looms that's literally not even a kilo right so that's that's not where it is it's it's just the tank of the gas and that depends on how much it can hold um so it's so weight wise it's not something that is like it's almost like you can ignore that part um i understand of course you have weight limits and everything else adding something will will you know decrease the amount of weight you can put on the rest of the trailer and everything else but the weight is is insignificant in the overall bigger picture sure and you mentioned at a 5% injection rate, you're talking about your refueling between um, between fuel fuel ups, gas ups on the LPG. You, you mentioned somewhere it could be 1,000, 1,500 kilometers. I mean, how long was the, the run before you refuel? The way we see it right now, that depends on the, the size of the gas tank. Right now, it's around four to one, meaning four times of your diesel tank. So... You can fill up four times, around four times, and we're trying to improve this, but we know that roughly it's around four times of your fuel tank versus the gas tank. So you can fill up four times before you need to refuel your your gas. And the other the other great thing about this as well, you don't need to worry about if you run out of the gas, because what it does, it automatically switches off. And then, yes, you won't get the benefits, but if that meant you're still 10 miles away from home, 10 miles away from 20 miles, 100 miles, whatever that might be from a refueling station, then that's all right. Sure. It's not all or nothing. (laughs) No, no, exactly. That's that's, honestly, that's my favorite unique piece of this solution is that we're talking, as you mentioned earlier, existing infrastructure, existing assets that will not be replaced for a long time. And rather than leave that long tail of aging equipment to just continue emitting, why not introduce a low cost operationally improving, economically enhancing solution that tackles the environmental issue? So I I applaud the effort and I do think that few enough people are really trying to focus on the whole solution. And it's gonna take slices of the solution coming to market, like what you guys are building. So I really, really just want to applaud you and the team on the focus and the effort, because I do think this is a major, major opportunity for fleets to economically improve their environmental output. One thing, one thing to mention there, Tyler, is that you say fleets, but that, like it's the owner operator as well. We've had this discussion in the past where the, you know, the owner operator that has one truck, two trucks, three trucks, whatever it might be, we know that 90% of the truckers are like small to medium-sized enterprise, like they're the small guys. So therefore, for us, that's like, it, we want to make sure that everybody is, it's not just the big fleets. It's not just, you know, we want to make sure that the guy who has one truck can still benefit from a product. And it's not just the big fleets that, you know, we need to have everything. No, it's the smaller guys that can have as much benefit of this as the bigger guys. That's exactly right. And that's a lot of firms are looking at it as we don't want to 
we can't ignore the the S in ES and G by cutting off this long tail of small enterprises in our effort to focus on the E and the other goals. So I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, one more thing around fueling. I'm curious, you know, it sounds like over in the UK that LPG is probably more widely available than it is at many areas here in the US. Is that a hurdle or are there other opportunities for you guys to, to tackle that? No, so like, um, uh, again, great question because that's one of the things that we're working on currently. Um, we're working with some partners uh, over here and over in the US that, that have fuel stations, that have uh, mobile fuel refueling trucks that can do that can do that we can install um gas tanks refueling gas tanks on properties so that's one thing that we do here if you have a couple of trucks like uh, some of our customers over here have around five trucks and it's all so we install a skid base with a, with a with a with a gas tank that gets refueled once every couple of months and like the, the trucks can refuel from the, the the base that's 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 in um in the yard Taking a step back, we know that you know uh, propane or LPG gas, whatever we, we call it, is not widely available everywhere. Everything is going towards hydrogen. So one of the things that we're doing right now is actually exploring using hydrogen to do the cracking for us on um, for the diesel. So rather than using gas, we're using hydrogen to do that for us. And what we're looking at is actually to hydrogen on demand. So basically what we're having is a, it's almost like a bucket of water on, on, on the truck that um, generates hydrogen on demand when required. Um, and therefore we don't need anything else but water in a sense uh, to do that for us. Um, so that's something that we're looking at right now. Our head of engineering and head of development, they're, they're kind of like working on that with the universities. So that's something that we're looking at going further and and to mention as well we're mentioning diesel but it's biofuels where we can do this with it's hvo so it's it's like the different fuels that we can do the cracking with uh, as well which is quite important to understand um that it's not just your main diesel definitely and it's fascinating that the other opportunities are tying into major trends that are that are growing and evolving now so the opportunity to grow around that space might be really interesting and less concerned about the refueling infrastructure when you have a 4 to 1 fill up and you think that that essentially if it's a depot fueling captures everyone except the cross country team trucks well even across country cross country with saying like if you can fuel up four times you know that's quite a quite a significant distance you can travel before needing to refuel. Sure, absolutely. Well, our country's a little bit longer than yours, but that's okay. <laughs> well, the one thing I always ask all the guests who come on the show is before they leave, why is sustainability important to you personally? So personally, it's and 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 I think that became more apparent when I actually became a parent. Um, when 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 I became a dad, and I and I saw like everything that I had, and it's it might sound cliche, but it's you know like we're living on a planet that is rented. It's not ours. It's not mine. It's not we're like I want to make sure that my son can and and my unborn daughter, who's who's like my wife is two in four weeks. So like it's these kind of things that I want to make sure that they will be able to enjoy it as much as possible as as I did, and. You know, like if we just ignore everything, then at some point they will they'll be left with all the consequences 
that we left behind. But if we can all make a small, a small adjustment, a small, like a like not just an adjustment, but like what we can do and, and play our little part, then I can literally put my hand on my heart, and say like, okay, well, we made the world a bit better than I found it, and I think that's very important to me to just make sure that. They have, okay, I live in Scotland, so I've got the beautiful nature and the outdoors right on the doorstep. But that won't be there all the time if we just don't look after it well enough. And it's, you know, um, I think that's very important. So personally, but personally to me, personally to my family, and, you know, personally to my my grandchildren eventually, and therefore, so. Well said, well said. I applaud and I totally agree. You know, we want to be taught to number our days. And as you said, we're renting it from our kids. So let's make sure we love others, not just our kids, but the rest of the world's kids as well when we're trying to do do good and do well in business. That's what we're all about. So Nick, thank you. This was really informational. I appreciate your time and I applaud your efforts and I really hope to see this solution scale. So we'll have to come back sometime next year and just get an update and see how, how things are going over at Cybus and, and with your soon to be born daughter. I appreciate, appreciate you having me on Tyler. And yeah, I can't wait to be to be over there. Great. Thanks, Nick. Take care. We'll talk soon. Yes, thanks. 